Welcome to the Americana. I'm the host, Keith Johnson. Hey, thanks for listening in. I appreciate you being here for this episode of The Arizona Rancher and Who Shot Gabriel. So this story kind of stuck with me for whatever reason, and maybe it's because I can relate to it, because if I was an older man and had my dream, I would have a, a lot of property and maybe own my own ranch somewhere. I mean, this scenario, I'm I'm going to talk about could totally happen to me. So I guess maybe this is why I relate to it. This story takes place on the border of Mexico and Arizona, where it's now more like a war zone, as I'm sure most everybody knows. I think something else about this also kind of pissed me off as how Border Patrol went about the whole situation. And I think after hearing it, you might be a little irritated by it as well. Maybe you won't. I don't know. But let me explain the scenario. So here's the Fox News heading. An Arizona border rancher is accused of shooting an unarmed man. Defense suggests drug traffickers bought testimony, meaning that the rancher, his defense was saying that the trespassers on his property were drug traffickers. So here's the gist of it. Now, there's a rancher who lives on essentially the border of Mexico and Arizona. His ranch is in Keno Springs, just outside of Nogales, Arizona, city limits. Um, the rancher named George Allen Kelly. Now, he's a 73-year-old rancher who lives on this property with just his wife. He tends to his livestock and his chores, pretty much basically like any other rancher would. Uh, now, it's said that the rancher, George Kelly, was at his home with his wife when he heard a gunshot off in the distance, near a tree line on his property. Mr. Kelly went and grabbed his gun from his house, like anybody sensibly would probably do if you owned a ranch, 117 acres. Now, think about this. Since the Biden administration, the border towns are no longer what they used to be. They're more like war zones, heavily muled drug traffic lands, immigrants, and drug cartels. Also, child sex trafficking rings. These trafficking rings are extremely dangerous. These border towns have changed drastically since the Biden administration has taken office. So when I say he went to get a gun for his wife and his protection, now this might be making a little bit more sense to you if you didn't already know how bad the borders were. See, most city folks rely on police just being down the street, a quick 911 phone call and I mean, I don't. I have plenty of guns, and I don't worry as much as most people do. I embrace violence. But most rely on police just being down the street and aren't comfortable with violence or handling issues themselves. See, ranchers, they don't have the luxury that city folks do. Sometimes you have to police your own property. More of law of the land, so to speak. So Mr. Kelly, now being a 73-year-old man, alone with his wife, looks across his property and sees several people along the tree line wearing camouflage, carrying guns and backpacks. He said they were dressed like military people. Now remember, Mr. Kelly first heard a shot. Now this is, this is what got his attention to begin with. This detail of the initial shot is a very important to this story, and it will, it will make more sense soon. Again, this is what initiated him going to get his gun and what originally got his attention. Mr. Kelly 
wanting to warn off potential smuggling traffic, uh, the smugglers and traffickers, um, you know, like he's done in the past, as he said, fired a warning shot off his front porch in the direction over the heads of the group just to warn them off, get off of his property, as stated by Mr. Kelly, like he's done so in the past. Well, after the group, you know, heard the gunshot, they ran off. He got the attention just like he wanted. And about an hour later, after making a couple more calls to border agents to inform them of the trespassers, which they never came out and did anything with, Mr. Kelly went out to the area to inspect where his horses and his livestock was to make sure that his livestock wasn't shot by any of the trespassers. As Mr. Kelly heard a shot, I wasn't quite sure why people would be shooting on his property. Now, Mr. Kelly and his dog headed out towards this area, uh, around the area where uh, the group was near the first time the shot was heard and when he had identified the trespassers. This is where and when his dog located the body of Gabriel Boutinia. Uh, Gabriel was found shot with a gunshot wound in his back. Now, Gabriel, who lived just outside of the border, I'll give you a little background on him. He lived just outside of the border in Nogales, Mexico. Uh, he had been convicted several times for illegal entry into our country and had been deported back to Mexico several times. His most recent time was deported in 2016. So a couple of the trespassers that, uh, you know, were with him and after the incident uh, supposedly came forward now and, and states that Mr. Kelly's, you know, the, the, the state is saying that the comments that Mr. Kelly had brought to them conflict with what the couple that came forward was saying to me. I think no shit. You know, there's a surprise, right? It would make a lot of sense that the ones that were trespassing would have a little different story than the rancher would. I guess my question to the couple that came forward would be what the fuck were you doing on someone's property trespassing? And why were you firing a gun? But unfortunately, our country and our legal system doesn't care to look into border crimes since the Biden administration has taken office. And since he put that laughing hyena sidekick VP of his in charge of the border, which we all know she couldn't find with a navigation unit. We all know this shit is going to get a lot worse here soon for Mr. Kelly. See, we often miss the bigger picture. These drug traffickers and site and, and child sex traffickers Keep getting passes all the time as they're labeled as the victims by our country, which is bullshit. I'm not saying if Mr. Kelly shot someone in the back that he was in the right. I'm just saying that this country acts like it's no big deal that this shit is going on at the border. And it pisses me off. And it's a very, very big deal. This shit is a bigger threat to our country than any other country has ever threatened us at this point. At least in my lifetime. And I'm 47. You know, you look at Afghan and Iraq and all these other places, they were no immediate threat. Like the bullshit 911 thing or the 911 thing. There were there were different agendas that were going on there. So as far as a threat to our country, the biggest threat is the border that's connected to our country, not Ukraine. Even when the Japanese hit Pearl Harbor, I don't believe it was as devastating as the US Mexico invasion has been. This was minimal in comparison to the impact of what our country suffered at the hands of Mexico. The border crisis is negatively impacting American 
and Mexican lives on a larger scale than what most are seeing. And I say Mexican lives as well because most Mexicans don't want to be involved in this shit either. The cartels have their family. They've got control over the police and the government. And for some, it's not a choice for them to come across. I truly believe that the cartels could very well have something to do with this case. And I'm, I'm talking about it today as, I, as I'm talking about it today. I got a strange feeling about all of this that even the border agents and the judges may be compromised by the cartel. So, and, and they had made mention to that this area was being trafficked consistently by the cartel. So now I'm going back in the story to Mr. Kelly where uh, walks up and identifies the body. He calls Border Patrol and tells them that there's a body on his property. Someone was shot in the back. They arrest Mr. Kelly, accusing him immediately of the crime and are now charging him with first-degree murder. Now, first-degree, the, the charge of first-degree murder is completely a reckless charge, in my opinion, f uh, since first-degree first murder requires proof that there was some sort of premeditated intent that he had planned it and executed it. To me, I'd want to know where was your proof of intent to charge him with such a heavy charge. Clearly, it wasn't intentional, even if the bullet that hit Gabriel was fired from Mr. Kelly. A first-degree murder is the harshest of the charges, which these parameters clearly were not met. If he is saying that for sure he doesn't believe that he hit anyone, that he wasn't responsible for it, he just fired off rounds to scare them off his property. But again, if this is the pathway that the cartels have mapped out that they want to take, their mules through into the U.S. I truly believe that the cartels have deep enough connections that a judge wouldn't have immunity from them, meaning the cartels. Our border patrol police judges and even our politicians have been compromised and are being controlled by them. If they weren't, what other reason could there be that we just don't handle the American-Mexico problem? It's because the right people needed are making a lot of money from the cartels. So Mr. Kelly doesn't have the money for an attorney. He only has his ranch as a form of collateral. So it looks as if Mr. Kelly will unfortunately end up with a court-appointed attorney. So yes, he's most likely fucked and will spend the rest of his life in prison for this incident that could have been prevented if our Border Patrol if we actually had them and they actually did their jobs. Why do I say that he's fucked? Because the name of the judge is Judge Emilio Vasquez. Not only would Judge Vasquez be more apt to side with an immigrant in this situation, and if you don't think racial bias exists even at this level, you're wrong. I recently was called to be a grand juror, and they didn't choose me because based off the fact that I've arrested people before and that Defense attorneys don't want that for their clients. However, it's interesting that they show you videos inside of there that give you examples of how not to be biased based off of many things that could trigger bias. They know this because they do feel this as well. They see these biases. They have them themselves. There is no way to control them, only to suppress them. 
So this is why I feel, Mr. Kelly, without a proper, decent lawyer, not a court appointed, but a decent lawyer, he's definitely going to prison for life if he doesn't get help. There are um, there's some some GoFundMe's established out there in his name, which is which is great. And I hope I hope, you know, he gets he gets some financial, you know, resources out there to help him. If any of you listening out there right now want to go on and check it out or if you've got some extra funds to help this guy, um, maybe check into the case and see where things are at. Maybe you've got some more evidence. I don't know. Um, so I'm ho I'm hopeful that he'll at least get a decent chance at freedom and get at least a fair trial, if anything else. Shot at decent representation, as we all should be privy to. I mean, you know, it's it's one thing if you did something and you're you're liable for it. I get it. But it's another, in this country, we have it all the time where we're, we're misrepresented because of lack of funds to be able to have good representation and, and good people are getting fucked. There's a lot of good people behind bars right now that are there because of the unability, inability to have proper representation. So so to recap this, Mr. Kelly fires shots at trespassers, contacts Border Patrol to inform them of the trespassers. After hearing a gunshot, Mr. Kelly returns shots in the air above the group dressed in camo, carrying backpacks across his property. An hour later, Mr. Kelly goes to the location where they were last seen, and this is where he locates the body. After the location was identified by the dog, Mr. Kelly calls Border Patrol again to inform them this time about the body. Now, to play into a defense nature here on the behalf of Mr. Kelly, these more than likely were mules of some sort, um, given basically their dress, their attire, what they were doing, carrying guns, backpacks, um, or were at least following a coyote, as I'm sure these backpacks were, weren't full of clothes or powdered milk for kids. Uh, now, if there was a gunshot, like Mr. Kelly said, and I don't feel like Mr. Kelly would be lying about this considering he's on 117 acres. You know, if he was a criminal, if, if he didn't want to call in the body, I'm sure it probably would have never have been found. So I don't think that he's lying about this and how it played out. So now, what's the likelihood that another group member that he was with, uh, you know, in the, in the group of mules or whatever they were, shot one of their own? I mean, there is a potential. If they were smugglers or cartel workers or child traffickers or did fire the round first, is it possible that Gabriel was shot by his own group? It's very likely. But remember, the round that got Mr. Kelly's attention you know, could that have been the to get rid of somebody that no longer was needed in the group and they had come far enough and, you know, they didn't want to split whatever monies they were going to get? I mean, what was the shot for? Mr. Kelly also says several times and uh, also says several of the group had rifles. You know, I mean, I could see where a 73-year-old man sitting alone with his wife would fear for his life being old, you're vulnerable. You know, I, I think that a warning shot from a rancher is a well-warranted and justified situation as long as the warning shot was directed or not directed to the group with the intent to hit the group, but merely warn the group. But again, there needs to be some serious forensics. I mean, Jesus, just a 
ballistics alone, if Mr. Kelly was 300 yards away, that entry wound would have been considerably different than being within five feet away as if any, you know, as if a member of the group would have shot Gabriel, you know, they would have been probably within five to 10 feet. Anyone that has shot anyone with an AK-47 has supposedly, you know, this is what the round was that uh, Mr. Kelly had, has seen firsthand the damage and the devastation that it causes. I mean, you literally could cut a human in half with a couple, two, three rounds. Uh, you know, they're, they're devastating to a human body. That's a very, very powerful round. So why aren't there any ballistics being taken yet? I'm not sure. Uh, there seems to be a lot of info being left out of the equation, but... You know, obviously this case is just kind of getting some steam moving forward. But if the rancher did shoot directly above the group, if they were that far away, an AK-47 has some pretty hard ballistic drop. This might explain the accidental hit. The rancher, though, you know, he, he thought that he was clearly shooting in the air above the people, but the ballistic drop wasn't taken into consideration. And... You know, the amount of the drop in the air was all, was essentially what needed to be to actually hit them. So what he thought he might have been doing right was actually the wrong thing. I don't know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to possibly take another podcast, uh, po do another podcast follow-up where to see where this is going. But for now, all I can say is the Biden administration has just as much fault to blame, I think, as anyone here. The lack of protection we are seeing at the border, personally to me, is criminal. A 73-year-old farmer should not be fearing for his life every single day that he goes out to do basic chores on his property. We live in a country where we deserve to be safe and free in our homes and our property. Our homeland security is failing us, for sure. But not for any other reason other than the weakness that's being displayed by that old geriatric fuck that resides in the White House. We need to demand more for this country. We need to remove that Biden administration from office. They have done nothing but attacked our freedoms and our constitutional rights since they took office. And problems like these are just going to increase along our borders. And after the borders, where do you think they're going to come to? To a town near you. And we know this is true. Because the one thing that the Bidens are actually doing, he's providing buses for them to get there. And here's something else we know, is that this country has sent $68 billion to Ukraine for a war that we should have nothing to do with. And Congress just passed for another $113 billion to aid Ukraine once again with our taxpaying funded dollars. While we in our country are not safe and comfortable in our own homes, we need to take care of our country first and our people before we start dumping tax dollars in other countries for problems we have nothing to do with. We got a lot of issues. We somehow, our political leaders in this country refuse to address. We really need to start by addressing veterans and our homeless, then mental issues in this country. Let's focus on our people, our home land people, Americans, and could you imagine a political leader that would actually do that? I, I really can't either, personally, with all the politicians we've had. Isn't that sad? So let's put that geriatric asshole occupying the White House in a rest home with bars and windows and doors where he should be 
and hopefully get some common sense back in the White House. If you want to follow along, um, watch via YouTube. They're actually this, I believe this case is going to be aired on YouTube. Um, they're putting his trial, I guess, through a YouTube feed. I don't have enough information one way or the other here to identify who was in the wrong here. I hope we get to find out as we move forward with this case, but I hope this might spark some interest for you to want to watch it. It's definitely interesting, um, you know, to, to find out as the circumstances unfold and there's more evidence being brought forward and to see where it goes. I know I want to see if there's any clear corruption taking place that I can identify. That's something to look for um, as if this rancher ends up with an unfair trial. Uh, he already has been seen counsel or he's already been seen a judge without counsel speaking to the judge, which is bullshit, which I think already is something that should not be taking place. I might do a recap on this podcast as I'm going to follow up um, on its progression. And I hope you do too. So, okay. So real quick, final thought and a personal perspective on Mexico. Something that I think our country should entertain. We're so quick to run to other countries overseas and dump billions of dollars into issues that don't directly affect us. We have nothing to do with them. We shouldn't be there. So here's what I think we need and what I would propose as a politician. We need to infiltrate Mexico and relieve their government of cartel pressure. We need to establish dominance in their country, sending a message to the crime families that they have to go. Help Mexico get back on its feet. Do we really want to end the problem with the illegals coming here? If we do, let's support a move to help them reclaim a safe place for all of them to live. I'm not sure why this is such a hard sell to a politician unless they're benefiting from the suffering. We could go in with our military and have this problem resolved in one week. But we keep acting like it's out of our control and we can't do anything about it and it's just a problem that we have and we keep overlooking we need to fix this problem and do it right help the mexican culture thrive and give them opportunities that we have if this happens there will no longer be a border problem thanks for listening in i'm your host keith johnson and this is the americana